0: Hey, how are you? Carm here, and we're talking apps. Apps to keep you on task, on time, connected, and even more efficient. In this Town Hall Academy, we're talking apps.
1: And lastly, they have a, a little artificial intelligence uh, that looks at your email and says, how respondable is it? You know, did you ask a question? You know, is it too long? Are there complicated words? So it it kind of helps you craft, I think, better emails. So...
0: Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio
2: Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results.
0: Hey, Carm Capriato here, and so glad to welcome you to the Academy, Episode 121, and happy to speak to Jasper Engines Performance and Reliability. And that's what Jasper's remanufactured diesel engines provide, mile after mile. They're running completed engines, are dynamometer tested with horsepower and torque ratings recorded, and for peace of mind, there's a nationwide warranty included, too. Talk about dependable service, you get that from jasperengines.com. Hey, please don't forget about the books page on my website. You know, leaders are readers, and when my guests mention books that have helped them, they get a place on the books page at RemarkableResults.biz. And there you can easily review them and get your own hard copy or even Audible. You know, the catalog of Aftermarket Podcasts grows each week, and do you know that you can listen free on any device anywhere in the world? We are on-demand business talk audio for the Aftermarket. You know you can find the talking points and my guests' bios and links to their previous episodes at RemarkableResults.biz slash A121. Now join the conversation as we talk about apps. Apps that are important to my guests. Ryan Klo, owner of DubWorks in Cincinnati, Ohio. Edwin Hazard, mobile diagnostic tech, automotive instructor, and currently a contributing writer for Motor Age Magazine. And Craig O'Neill's here, integrator and trainer for Autotext.me. You know, apps make up a large part of our desktops and smart devices, and they give us tools to make us more efficient at what we do. They are not for everyone, and some apps are just not right for how you operate. There are hundreds. No, there are thousands of apps that do just about anything. In this episode, you'll discover what apps work for others and learn about some that may be just the right discipline for a more efficient you. Well, guys, um, are we ready to jump in this thing called uh, All About Apps? I only have about 50 apps listed that I would love to talk about, but Uh. (laughs) it's your show, not mine. So I'm glad to have you here. And I also want to talk about this cool little thing that I happen to have here in front of me. To me, this is the quintessential app in the world, and don't ask me why, but since I'm a good Google customer, they sent me this. They're
1: listening to you all the time.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know they are, and, <laughs> and so
1: <laughs> they want your data, especially mm. your data, karma.
0: especially mine. You should see <laughs> what we talk about in my office. Absolutely right. Hey Ryan, what's your favorite app to keep you on on track?
1: As you noted, I am a coach and I run a couple shops and also volunteer for Ratchet and Wrench. So I got a lot going on and. Organizing my tasks, and that's that's my number one uh, thing that I have to accomplish. And I kind of created my own. I use a Google Doc, but I was looking for a, a kind of a combination of a calendar and a to-do list. Uh, for many of you out there, your to-do list, if you actually wrote out your whole list, it would be pages and pages long. And if you have a list that long, it's almost demoralizing. So what I tried to do was break that up into days and say, well look, this is what I'm gonna do on Monday and this is what I'm gonna do on Tuesday and so forth. And I used Apple Calendar and Google Calendar, but you know, creating an event for each task that became really cumbersome and Some days there might be 15 tasks, so creating 15 events wasn't practical. And I came up with my own solution because I always have a browser window open with my email in one corner, and then right next to it I have a Google Doc that has a sheet built into it that kind of looks like a calendar. And I have bullet points for each day, and what that allows me to do is quickly, because, you know, your day never goes exactly how you plan, so I can quickly cut and paste, and, you know, if I don't finish today's task, I can move them to tomorrow tomorrow. And I mean, obviously you have to use a calendar these days you know, if you have responsibilities, but other features, it allows me to quickly hyperlink. So for today's podcast, it says 12 p.m. and there's a hyperlink to the email, card. So mm-hmm. when I look at my to-do list, it takes me right to the email and I know what I had to do. So the hyperlink feature is nice. I can access it on my phone. And I don't know, it's just a tool that I have found to be useful. And if anyone out there knows of a, a real calendar slash to-do list, I would love to know about it. Uh, otherwise, I have a template that I've shared with some people, but uh, I'm on my desktop every day, so it works
0: well for me. The thing I loved about what you said is it's on a Google Doc, and that's one of the things that I believe the Google Docs is really an app because the beauty of it is is if I create my interview schedule at an event that I'm going to and I create it on my desktop, Hell, it's just so easily available on my smartphone. So I really don't have to worry about having a session open on my laptop and, and it's all available. The other thing I liked is that you said you created your own because it worked in your style. And did it all of a sudden, did it all of a sudden come to you in a stroke of brilliance?
1: Oh, no, I've been at this for many, many years. And I look at my older versions and they, it, it literally started with a Word doc that was my to-do list uh, 10 years ago. And it evolved into a list with two columns and then four columns and then it became a Google doc. And then, it, you know, it, so it, it evolved over many years.
0: But do you have to manage this and write the dates down or what kind of work do you have to do each and every week or day to make this relevant?
1: You know, in the morning it's something I look at every day, and my particular time span is three weeks that 's about how ahead i 'm thinking okay and it's not a true calendar in that sense, okay. so if I have events that are far out, I use Google Calendar to send me an email to remind me, but pretty much every day i'm working with this document at the end of the week, I have to you know uh, start a new week and kind of redo it but it's i don't know i'm a a type personality for those that know me, so staying organized is just one of the ways i keep my sanity
0: okay when you're done with a task boy do i appreciate that you have no idea when you're done with a task do you just erase it it's gone
1: forever and it it brings me so much joy
0: but it doesn't disappear automatically you have to literally backspace it off
1: yeah i delete it okay just like you would Okay. You know, cross something off. And it, it saves older versions. So if you want to see what your document looked like a week ago, you can do that.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for so much. That's why um, you're so damn efficient is you, you forced yourself into your own discipline. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, l- let's stay on this whole concept of calendars. Uh, Craig, how about you?
3: So, yeah, and biting my tongue here too to say something about Calendly. I've been using this application um, extensively lately. And, um, you know, my experience being um, shop manager, technician, service advisor, and now working with Autotext Me in the software realm um, has forced me to recognize, uh, uh, well, to develop, I should say, new skills in managing my time. And I've noticed a lot of uh, the same habits that I would have taken in the automotive side I carried with me into the into the software space, and there's one thing that shop owners, shop managers are extremely good at: it's letting their day manage them. And uh, that is something I I, I had to <laughs> learn to stop letting that happen. You and, Can't
0: yeah. wait for the next fire because now you can jump in and, and feel like you've done something
3: good. <laughs> exactly, and 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 Ryan and and Edwin too. I'm sure you guys uh, will have experiences where you need to reach out to shop owners. And it's like the worst time of day for them all of a sudden, because, and, and anyone mm-hmm. who reaches out to shop owners, this is this is a simple reality that we live in. And the simple matter is, is shop owners don't take control of their schedule. And what Calendly is, is it's an application that it links with my Google calendar, right? And um, it looks at my calendar, it looks for events, and it actually allows me to, um, people who want to reach out to me, like by email, they're going to see like the easiest way to do so is to to schedule that time with me on my On my calendar, they'll click the link, and that automatically is going to pull open a section where they can schedule a call with me—fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, you name it. You can list all the events that you want to have available for people to reach you, and and it'll weigh that versus your actual availability. So if you set up a time of your day where you are uninterruptible, right? And this is something like uh, my coaching that I had with Bob Greenwood too. At one point, is, is you need to you need to you need to take a couple hours of your day, and you need to be. Unreachable, where you are focused on your business and the things that you're trying to implement and you're trying to strategize. And if you can block that section off on your calendar and people who reach you know that the easiest way to do so is through a link in Calendly or by email there, it's not going to allow them to take that time from you. But it will funnel them to a time where you are available. You control that. Well,
0: in your particular case, I see how there's value how about a shop owner? Is calendar right. a, a possibility for
3: them? I, I kept trying to think of ways that they, they can do that. I think it does make sense because you have people that are trying to reach out to you. What if you communicated to the people who are important that you do want to spend time with, Right. That the best way for them to do so is at certain times, because there there are a certain amount of representatives that are you're going to be in contact. You want to hear random calls. Oh, I see. Got to ask. How are those something that you need to react to or not? So somebody's trying
0: to sell you something, and you say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to send you a link. Pick a pick a date and time, and, and and you, in order to be able to really move yourself, your world, your business forward, you decide to pick x amount of times a week that you have available.
3: Yeah. Yeah, why not? And
0: and this way you can stay on task and focused. Uh, you know, going back to both, I'd love to hear from Edwin and, and Ryan on this. Do you ever uh, book time where it's it's private and you know you can never be accessed, and that's where you really move forward?
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes uh, I don't book the correct time in the correct spot. Um, you know, and other times I'll I'll double time. If I don't look at my calendar and pay attention to it closely, definitely uh, will throw your day out of sync. That's for sure.
0: How about you, Ryan? I think,
1: you know, as a business owner and with a family, it's hard to really ever be on. Una- I mean, I can like this time here, Carm, obviously I've set this aside and I turn my phone off. So, you know, there's that, I think.
3: Well, that's sort of the point too, isn't it? Because it's like, and that's sort of the lesson that I, I faced too, is like, I felt like I need to be able to react, make myself very accessible to anybody that any time that needs it. But then I realized like, when I'm doing a 40 minute training session, teaching people how to use, use our software, then I'm unavailable to everybody else at that time. Why is it okay that they left me a voicemail during that time? But every other time of the day, I, I, can't, I can't let it go to voicemail. I can't let them get a message like, hey, this is the easiest way to reach me. It's like, no, actually you can, you can reduce some of that frenzy, By acknowledging, you know, yeah, that was okay then. It's okay now, too. That's
0: a good time. I mean, you know, ultimately, it seems like we're talking time management here. And that's okay because I think, yeah, (laughs) because I I think that's some of the things that apps allow us to do. Um, Edwin, you're a mobile guy. You are a singlepreneur, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how many, you know, apps to me are like your admin assistants.
4: Yeah, you know. You know, both of you other guys are saying uh, talking about the calendar and stuff uh I have to live by my calendar. I have my calendar on my phone I have my calendar on my uh computer and I, I have to make sure they 're synced but uh I need to you know keep track of my time during the day and uh without that i 'm lost and um you know so it's it's I can schedule work as long as I get a call I put a calendar i 'll put it down um but if i don't keep up with it. Or if I don't look at my calendar and schedule time, sometimes, uh, sometimes I schedule two jobs at the same time. And I, I try not to do that uh, because then you have to call the customer back and put a fire out. So, But it, you know being a one-man band and trying to you know, do the job and then also do the schedule, it's, uh, it can be kind of hectic at times, especially if you're busy.
0: You wrote to me and said you use Skype. What do you use it for?
4: Uh, I do that for training sessions, actually. Uh, I shop, you know, uh, or somebody will call me and uh, I'll, I'll have them go on Skype and I'll be able to look and see what they're what they're doing and kind of see, if, you know, if they're doing what I want them to do. And then I direct them or I guide them to, uh, uh, you know, do a certain procedure. And I kind of watch them sometimes to make sure that they're doing it correctly. Cause actually, you know, Skype is a great program because you can see them. You can actually see what they're doing. Um, just talking to somebody over the phone, uh, you can tell them what to do, but you don't know if they're actually doing it the way they're supposed to be.
0: <laughs> Nothing like it. We're, we're, we're a visual world. Uh, who wants to have a plain old audio conversation on the phone anymore? I don't know.
3: Uh, it's hard. Who <laughs> wants we'll have a conversation on the phone.
0: Hey, I'm with Brian Weeks from ATC Auto Center. Hey, are your customers investing in Jasper?
2: absolutely um and i think that uh, the biggest thing is is in the world of automotive nowadays uh, let's don't talk about parts and labor so much you know when you when you look at the mechanical side of it and look at the parts and labor side you know you're you're selling the customer a transmission but what you're really doing is selling peace of mind
0: so it's not hard convincing customers to invest in their vehicle
2: uh, we don't feel like it is. Uh, we, we haven't really had an issue with that. You know, it's, it's not for everybody. And, you know, in certain situations, you may have uh, somebody that doesn't necessarily see that value, but it's our responsibility to show the value that Jasper has. It's not about your transmission is going to shift through all five gears now. It's more about you can take the kids to soccer this evening without having a problem. You'll be able to make it to work tomorrow without a problem. You can go on that vacation and not have a worry that's what it's more about and jasper provides that so that we can offer that to the customer hey brian thanks for your time Carm, thank you
0: my wife and i just got new phones and there's this app called duo for android and uh, i just turned it on on both sides and i thought it was so cool we could see each other it kind of like facetime for apple and uh, and and that and that kind of opened up a brand new right, yeah. thinking for me. So guys, we spend a lot of time on email. Email seems to be the ball and chain so much, and you know we get a lot of junk.
3: And it's not going away.
0: Any special apps or tools for uh, email?
1: I use Gmail. It's it's just the biggest one out there. I <laughs> I, I what think can you do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cloud. Yeah, yeah.
3: Stick with Gmail.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I haven't used like a local email on my computer, you know, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, one of the particular, and I use a lot of the Google products, obviously, I use Calendar and, and Docs and all of that to kind of, and they, they go along and I always have that browser window open, but there is a particular app, and it's interesting how, uh, I think Gmail has taken from this app, now some of these features are starting to appear in Gmail, but I still use it, and it's called Boomerang. It's an add-on for Gmail, and it does a lot of different things. It well, first off, if you're like me, you're an inbox zero person. I it, This is like my main... We mm-hmm. talking about communication before, and I, we have people calling, texting, Facebook messaging. I, I try to steer clear from social media messaging, at least for business, if possible. I'll probably give in eventually. For people that use iPhones, text can be a problem because I can't read it and then mark it as unread, and that drives me crazy. So I try to make email kind of the central point of communication for what I do. And Boomerang will allow me to... So say I get an email, but, you know, I'm not at my desk uh, or I'm not at that shop, but it's for that shop. I can make that email go away and come back later, you know, when I'm ready or I'm at the desk and I'm ready to deal with it. It uh, it can send an email back to remind you to follow up with someone. If I put a request out and I need to remember, because, you know, if you don't follow up with people, sometimes they don't do what they said they would do. So I send that to come back to me in a week. And sure enough, it comes back in a week and there's been no response from the person.
3: This is incredible.
1: So. Hey, I emailed you a week ago, you know, know, what's happening. And also, which I think Gmail has this now, it also has read receipts, which come in really handy. You know, I know you read my email and you definitely didn't respond to me. Uh, The read receipts in Boomerang are a little more discreet. I think the ones that come in Gmail are a little more like uh, in your face. So fair warning, if I email you, I may have a read receipt in there and I may know if you read my email. Yeah. And if you're working late and you don't want someone to get your email in the, you know in the middle of the night you can program it you type the email out and it'll send out you know first thing in the morning or or after the weekend is over. Uh and, and lastly they have a a little artificial intelligence uh, that looks at your email and says, how respondable is it? You know, did you ask a question? You know, is it too long? Are there complicated words? So it, it kind of helps you craft, I think, better emails. So, And some of this is coming into uh, Gmail, like the predictive text is mm-hmm. in there. So a lot of this stuff, I think eventually it may be obsolete. But uh, for someone like me that does a lot of email and really organizes my my life and my business around it, I found that particular add-on to be invaluable. Does it cost? Yes, there is a free version, which, if you want to try it out uh, i don 't think the free version gives you as many and maybe no read receipts, but yeah, I should be able to try it
3: out well, i am trying it out now and it's, uh, looks free, so they haven 't tried to hit me up for money yet okay
0: well they, but they 're smart they 're smart
3: no I, I used it free for a while, maybe up to okay. a year
1: until I was like this is worth it i 'm going to yeah, pay you, you liked know, it
0: and we, you business. want some you, did, you got comfortable with it and then you want the additional features yeah and, yeah. and I think that's that, that's a those are great. Um, great offers from apps, you know, some of them say, hey, Liz, you can try it free for 30 days. And I always think in the back of my mind, in 30 days, there is no way I could learn an app because I don't have the time to give it. I just you know, give me some time to get friendly with it. I hate I hate 30 day offers. Don't like them. Anyway, we're on this program called Zoom right now. This is what I use. Uh, I know for your training, Craig, you use Zoom. Uh, Ryan, do you use Zoom in any of the coaching stuff that you do?
1: Yeah, uh, Zoom definitely seems to be one of the more popular options. Although it got me thinking, I think for free, sometimes you just need a quick, like I just need a session. And I think join.me is pretty good if you need a free, like I just need a, a screen share real quick. But um, I've used Skype. I don't know, I kind of use them all.
0: <laughs> got it. So you use uh, Zoom, Craig. Uh, but, but help me understand, from a purely automotive aftermarket Uh, shop owner is there value to have zoom
3: absolutely especially for msos right like multi-shop owners but anybody who's trying to connect with anyone like we we love our networking events i love going to trade shows and everything else but um like what what i have to do i have to have to engage with people i like being face-to-face as much as i can but i i need to help them with software and that's easy to do from here but uh, shops have all sorts of reasons they might need to connect with another shop share something that they're doing I don't know whether it's Scandade or not. Edwin's using Skype for similar virtues um, for, for other training, but but Zoom has that capability as well. And And when you can share what's on your screen as easily as you can using a screen share like this, it's just priceless. But it bridges that gap of distance. You don't need to have... Um, the same phone apps, or you don't need to both be Apple users and do FaceTime or whatever, you can you can pop onto a meeting like this. You should be able to have a decent headset that can communicate. I think this is a modern skill that all shops should learn um, to be able to hop into a web meeting, right? You're going to have vendors that are going to want to reach out to you this way and presently can't because you don't have the ability, right? Um, This could transform the way vendors and reps wanna schedule time with you rather than having to drive around everywhere to simply have that conversation, which is a nice thing, but it is also a little outmoded when you think about it. Um, There's there's technological solutions to some characteristics of our, our industry that, I don't know, we can just get things done quicker and more efficiently, cheaper as well by having a utility like this.
0: But doesn't Zoom have a free version?
3: Oh, absolutely does. Yeah, yeah you, you don't need to pay anything. Yeah, they're a free version. Cool. You just download the app. It takes about five seconds. So, yeah, it's
0: uh, pretty quick. Needless to say, another really important app that I think we've been using for years is texting. Oh, yes. And yeah. I would love to know from all three of you, and Edwin, I'll start with you. How in, have you did you ever find an app that's really cool that you, know, you can actually mirror on desktop? So that if, you know, you don't have to constantly be attached to your smartphone and how often do you use it? Actually,
4: Carm, I have not, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I only, uh, texting app that I do use is the, the, the one that comes with the phone, you know, the, the Android app. But, uh, I'm, I always have my phone with me all the time. And, uh, um, so if somebody texts me, you know, if I'm working and stuff, I have it right there. It seems to work good, but uh, I don't, I don't ever gone with an app, you know, a different app for texting. Uh, I've used Facebook messenger. I don't really like it. Um, but, uh, I,
3: I think the the standard outcomes of my Android phone is what really, uh, works good for me. Craig? Really guys. Yeah. When, when it comes to texting, um, and auto text me started with this, right? I mean, lots of people are thinking DVI these days, but auto text me, um, that's the core of the system. And there's a big reason for it. Shops before you can do digital inspections or anything else you need to learn to communicate digitally with your customers to begin with. And if you're doing that from your personal cell phones, and I do see a lot of shop owners doing that uh, before they come to us, that's not a real good way to uh, interact with the clients. You want to have it coming from the business in that professional standpoint. Um, There's no professional institutions out there that are going to have the owner texting customers directly. Um, not not if you're a business that's scaling in a small town and certain things, like, all right, I get it, but but no, you wanna have something that's on your computer, not in your pocket. It can be in your pocket too on a phone, it doesn't matter, it's a web based application, so you can still access it there. But you you wanna be able to to have that smartphone on your screen. You wanna be able to reply to them from your workstation. You'll get your notifications. It's a lot easier to uh get a text than it is to get a phone call. That is what we've always been going back and forth with as a service advisor. I remember the days when I had two landlines, the kind that you would actually have to um, like putting on hold, was putting on the desk and just sort of letting it sit there, hopefully not going to hear my other conversation too much, right? We had old, old phone systems when I first joined the shop. But when those phones are ringing off the hook and you're bouncing back and forth, literally none of those people is getting your full attention. A text message is a layer of communication that allows for the message to sit there, allows for it to be reacted to very simply. And the issue is taken care of and done. There's a whole different dynamic there that frees up a lot of time on your advisors. And that's the goal of texting. You want less time on the phone.
0: Thank you. Now I have an app to share with you after I hear Ryan talk about texting.
1: I think the context matters kind of who you are and what your communication is. So, I mean, if, shop owners are listening to this i think for me as a shop owner i mean i tell people email is my number one please communicate with me via email if it's a little more pressing send me a text and if it's an emergency call so i kind of have that layer now with my family i don't tell my family to email me obviously you know my friends they text and they call uh, and i think craig's point is is very well taken it's almost i have to separate that out in terms of you know my personal tasks or for the business and yeah, I mean, what an age that we live in. We have all these different methods of communication, but text is very immediate. And I think, you know, unless people opt out of it, it's an ideal way to communicate with the customers. I couldn't agree more. So I think we're just looking at it just in a couple different angles. You know, are we communicating with customers? Are we communicating with staff? And, you know, for customers, yes. For for staff, I'm, I'm kind of more the other direction. Uh,
3: how, how do you like to do staff? Like uh, more email-centric?
1: Email, right? Again, the 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 text, uh, but that's why I say it depends who you are. You know, the average customer, I think they would probably prefer to get a text. But I just, I'm a business owner, I have a lot going on, and there's probably a few customers who are like me, and they might decline the text feature. They might, those might be the few people who who don't want that. They're like, Mm -hmm. I I can't be doing. Text is more immediate. It it interrupts essentially versus.
3: Yeah, I feel like you hit on something with the email, especially for employees, because one thing that just just kills me is that our industry does not assign an employee an email address mm-hmm. most of the time. And so if you do have to email your employee, where's that going? Do you have their personal email, the same one that gets all the spam and the shopping info that, yeah, do you have messages getting drowned out by that? Why don't we apply email addresses to our techs?
1: We offer to everyone. Not everybody takes us up on it. I don't want to force it on someone. if they,
3: And that's a personal
1: choice. They might say, look, I only need one address and I mean, again, the email is for a non-urgent communication. So if it was something that I needed to, or if I send an email, I'll say, please uh, respond and acknowledge that you have received this updated employee handbook, that kind of thing. And if I don't get a response, then yes, I have to go around and say, hey, did you get my email? Uh, And I can see if they opened it. So
3: (laughs) yeah. Right. Yeah. Boomerang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Hey, mighty text. Is what I use both on my phone and on my desktop. And what's really cool about it is that you can have Mighty Text open and not have to be a slave to your smart device. You don't have to worry about passwords or face recognition in order to open it, whatever kind of security that you have. And the other really cool thing is. If you're not saving photos to the cloud on your phone, and you should be, you can always take a serious look at this mighty text software and literally takes any photo from your gallery and allows you to download it or do anything with it. So it's a really cool thing. There's a free version and a paid version, and I continue to use the free version. More to come. <laughs> More to you. That's me. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my guests here again Ryan Kloh from DubWorks in Cincinnati. Edwin Hazard, mobile diagnostician, and Craig O'Neill from Text Me. Any one of you have your insurance company's app on your phone? Uh, I do. See, I have Geico, and one time I needed uh, roadside assistance, <laughs> and it was there, and I pressed it, and it worked, and I was able to call. So, you know, you, we're here to talk about apps, and I and I really did a lot of research. On this show, and um, I want to share with you who has airline your airlines
3: that you travel on.
0: Who has airlines? That's, that, yes. that's an
3: excellent question. Okay, it doesn't yep. help me with the southwest check in some days, I still forget.
0: Yeah, but but you know, air, having your airline apps on your phone is great. Um, anybody have their bank as an app on their phone? I do, okay, I do. Good. We'll just keep going down my list. Anyone ever gone to Vision and, and put the Vision app on their phone or yes. Apex? Mm-hmm. Or yes. you know, it's great because you've got your you've got your list there. The, the, the seminars you've signed up for. ASA just announced having their own app, and of course remarkable results radio app and and that's on my phone it's (laughs) it's not on your phone it needs to be there and when i and what was so cool is when i got my little you know hey google thing here uh the first thing i did was hey google play the latest remarkable results radio podcast
3: Okay, here's the latest episode of Remarkable Results Radio Podcast, oh, RR434, nice. Training Talk, Daytime versus Nighttime Training, ASE Certification, Instructors and Students. That's nice.
0: Hey, Carm Capriato here with episode 400. <laughs> hey, Google, stop. Anyway... <laughs>
3: <laughs> to, me, to me, that
0: was the, like, most incredible little little app. And, of course, you know, everything I talk about, they, they know about me. And, you know, here, here's what's interesting. I keep wondering if I say some really major key word in the office where this device is, if I'm going to start getting, hey, Google, stop. <laughs> I said the word, smart damn thing, uh, that I'm going to start getting, you know, those Facebook pixels and, you know, those ads popping up based on the things that, I'm saying, hmm, I know I will.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: You'll get ads for Jasper Engines. Well, oh, I, yes. I bet
0: you I will. Oh, that'll, that'll start. it <laughs> will start right now. So um, anyone go out to dinner and you're with a bunch of people and says, hey, let's just split the ticket. Do you, you have an app for that?
1: No. Calculator?
0: Well, <laughs> no, it's called Tip and Split. I have an app on my phone that allows you to put in how many and how much and you know everyone, I got
4: tip buddy tip well see there I you go tip buddy
0: probably yeah. probably the same thing anyone have a loyalty uh, card from stores that you go to you know and your key ring is full of all these unbelievable you know or your your wallet is well there's an app for that I have it it's called KeyRing. and so I'm sharing all of these crazy ideas with you because there are there are ways as a person who's mobile to be able to have a ton of information sitting in and or behind an app, keyring it's called. So who has Uber?
2: Oh yeah,
0: I do. See, yeah. you have the Uber yeah. app, Lyft app. Mm-hmm. It works good too. Anyone ever buy Uber Eats? Ever tried it yet? I haven't. But again, another app, right? Uh, another another app, and, and Ways. I uh, I think. Uh, do you have Ways, Ryan? Yes, I I love Waze. (laughs) Talk to me about it.
1: Well, I have a history of building fast cars, and sometimes I do like to push the limit. And one of the biggest features of Waze is it tells you where you might see a police officer. I think, uh, I don't know. Other than that, it's a a great map app. Uh, It tells you what speed you're going and shows you points of interest. And it's a toss-up. I use Google Maps a lot, but if it's a a trip where I'm going to be on the road for a little while... Uh, definitely a fan of Waze.
0: Did any of you see, uh, you know, talking about data, and we're not here to talk about data, but I, I do want to make a comment. Bill Hanvey from AutoCare, president of AutoCare, uh, wrote an op-ed in the New York Times about that your car is knows if you're gaining weight.
4: I read that. I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm in big trouble. Yeah,
0: and <laughs> and I'm, I'm interviewing Bill here in a few weeks. Uh, he'll, he'll be on the show. And uh, what's so interesting is that the airbag needs to know The kind of force that it needs to put out so it knows and and i find this whole data and telematics thing fascinating and i don't think there's enough of us out there that are realizing really really what's going on out there I'm going to get as much as I, information that I can from Bill and what he knows. And I also recently interviewed Joe Register, who's uh, Vice President of Emerging Technologies. You'll hear that episode probably in about three or four weeks, our second part of all of this high-tech stuff that's going on. And I don't think we can spend enough time with that. Okay, let me share another piece of software that I use. It's called Airtable. And it is a really cool spreadsheet, kind of like Excel, but it does a lot more than it. And the really cool thing about it is is that it has not only a mobile app, but a desktop app. And actually, my, all, my entire company runs on Airtable as far as every schedule and which guests that I have and I could create. For example, guys, if I invited Ryan Chloe to come uh, to, to all three of you to come to this this episode you know maybe two three or four weeks ago then i I have this one particular line on the spreadsheet, and next to your name ryan there's a drop down box not you know because excel doesn 't do this that that well, and I can pick you know and I say invited. And and when you reply and you accept, then I drop that box down and I change it to accepted. So as I look down my calendar over the next four to six weeks, I see what degree you know this whole boomerang thing. Who, who replied to me? But I use that so that when I'm out and about, I could look and see everything that's going on with every show and every brand that I that I have as a podcast. Mm. Airtable, you know, even if not in the people, our people that are listening, our industry that's listening to this just go to your desktop type in air table and take a look at it i mean we're trying to share ideas so you know and it doesn't work for everybody we know that but you know there's some really great ideas here is that a free app uh it is absolutely free harm's using it if i'm using it <laughs> it's free. <laughs> no actually i do pay i do pay for some really important apps that i use but uh, edwin what else do you use i mean is, is facebook important to you Actually, it is.
4: I do a lot of my uh, research and reading on Facebook. Um, I also, you know, learning from other technicians that's on <coughs> Facebook, uh, you know, they, they uh, put up a lot of good stuff. And there's some stuff that uh, actually a lot of stuff nowadays that I'm not aware of that I learn from guys that put stuff up on Facebook. Um, And then I like to put stuff up myself, you know, uh, working on a bunch of different type of vehicles. um, I'm able to upload, you know, waveforms and and scan tool, uh, scan data, uh, shots and stuff like that and be able to share with other technicians on Facebook. Um, I'm probably part of 10 to 15 different automotive groups on Facebook alone. And, uh, you know, I spend a lot more time on Facebook than I should, but I'm, I'm reading, I'm learning and I'm answering a lot of posts and uh, you know, but I think it's a phenomenal resource.
0: So as much as it is a time suck, you believe that there's a ton of value there.
4: Yeah. You you can, you can de- definitely live on Facebook um, if, if if you're not careful.
3: Uh, yeah. And that's sort of one of the things with Facebook too, especially for like you described for technician training. Um, obviously a lot of us are probably familiar with like diagnostic network and what that is a real professional layer for that yep. same thing, but mm-hmm. it, it isolates it to a point where, you don't have a lot of the noise that you get in in Facebook or, and you also are going to be more aware of like the professional level of the technicians involved. And there's some amazing articles on that, especially when it comes to scopes, waveforms and that sort of thing. And so as far as technicians go, that's a really valuable app. It'll bring you next level for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Ryan, Facebook um, important for your, for, for marketing the shop.
1: Yeah, I, I think you can separate Facebook into to two parts. Uh, yeah, for a shop, absolutely. I mean, engaging our customers, you know, content marketing as a as a friend, but not sending them coupons and stuff, but interesting content. People are on social media because uh, they want to be distracted or they want to find interesting stuff. So trying to, you know, post something that's interesting, possibly educational, you know, a few times a week I think is great. Personally, I, you know, I was on the Facebook train and I think, I don't know, I just, there wasn't enough time in the day. And I'm like, you know, how much value, Eighty twenty rule, this isn't giving me enough. And, and let me be clear, the newsfeed, I don't, I'm not really in the newsfeed anymore, but Edwin is totally right. The groups are invaluable. And I still find people that don't know about, you know, uh, some of the technician groups or auto shop owners group, which mm-hmm. are great resources, man, dropping in there and hitting the search bar and uh, someone asked me about yeah. Open Bay and I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't think so, but let me go on and I just typed in Open Bay and there were all these discussions about it. And uh, so I think that that's v- invaluable. And, you know, locally, I think events, I find events and groups helpful, but I personally, I draw the line there.
3: Yeah. Now for Facebook dude, I mean, all the marketing components aside where it is nice is, you know, the same reason we love our, our, our big venues. Like the reason people love going to vision or AST and all these other, other larger venues for training is the networking component of it and for me the best value with Facebook is that you do get to feel connected to some of our friends and industry colleagues at that layer and that that for me is the only thing keeping me in Facebook um, is, is staying connected with people that we actually do care about right and try to keep the circles mm-hmm. real as possible sometimes they get way out of hand and you don't even know who you're dealing with anymore but on other times it becomes an avenue for getting to know people that you should get to know a little bit more and that's, that's its true value.
0: Thanks, guys. Uh, it, we couldn't not talk about Facebook because um, it is a time suck, and I and I, I'm not being negative here. And there is a lot of great stuff out there, but it's an app. Think about it. It's an app, and plain and simple. I, I've I've loved this thing. I, I think there's a few um, apps we have yet to talk about. As an example, what's Express, Ryan?
1: It's express VPN. It's a virtual protected network. Okay. Very nice. I think that that's probably more for people that travel. If you have to travel, I don't know if you probably really need it in your own shop, but yeah, if you're somewhere, I mean, not at your, your trusted computer, a hotel or whatever, and you're anything sensitive, you might be doing payroll or just, uh, I don't know. those other tasks logging into my management system. And I just, you know, don't want that intercepted as easily. And so it's $12 a month and it just kind of gives me a, a safer way to do all the business I have to do while I'm outside of Cincinnati. And
0: will that run on a laptop or are you talking about a smart device?
1: It's great because it gives you several different like things to register. So I have my my work computer registered, and I have my laptop registered to my phone, so I can you know get on it. And I think there was a period of time where I was kind of getting anti big data, and I'm like, I'm just tired of all this tracking. And so I had it on my desktop computer. It will slow down your internet connection a little bit, so that's something to consider too. How badly you know you want that. Extra level of privacy. Uh, I'm not a super tech expert. Someone else could probably explain it better, but it it's just like a tunnel where everything you're doing in there is encrypted. They might be able to see the site that you're going to, but any you know financial data or personal or otherwise. Uh, um, I did. I do think it came in handy once. Uh, I think it was uh, I don't know several years ago. We were in Mexico and I wanted to watch Netflix. And it said, "Hey, it's not available in this country." I was like, VPN, and I'm like, yep. "Oh, it thinks so I'm in America. Great, yep. I can watch my Netflix." So.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Do any of you guys have any of those of of like HBO Go or Discovery Channel Go, all these uh, apps that you can watch on your phone? Do you do that?
3: I don't. I keep my phone clean of apps. I'm a big fan of web-based applications just because I only need a browser. Big fan of that.
0: I get it. I get it. I mean, I don't do that, but I I, I know that you can't help but hear uh, about, you know, watch on your smart device. So it must be an app. It's got to be an app. I think the
1: app gives a lot of, the app has more permissions, I think. Facebook is an example. It's not a secret, I think, that Facebook listens to you. And so at some point in my taking a step back from Facebook, I pulled the app off the phone and I'll use the browser to look at Facebook if I need to. And I feel like that provides me an extra layer of not interfering with my, (laughs) all of that. But that's, again, that's the big data discussion again. And uh, so I think I hear what, you know, Craig's saying, if you can do it in the browser, why not? Um, I I do have the Netflix app. If I'm flying, it's nice. You can download an episode and watch something while you're in the airplane. But that's about the limit of what I do with video on my phone.
0: <laughs> and what about Google? Do you ever go onto the browser and then z- see apps? I mean, they have countless, countless number of apps.
3: Yeah, as browser plugins too. And and there's, a, there's there's such a big difference between a native application and a a web based application. Um, a lot of times, the applications you'll you'll have the perception that they're faster um, because it's not necessarily using an internet connection. In many cases, it'll take the data and then it just keeps it there in the app versus a web app needing access to your network at all times. But from a development standpoint, it makes a lot more sense to develop for. A web-based application because you're going to have a lot more compatibility across devices and uh, various operating systems and everything else. So if you if you only have Android devices, and I'm a big fan of Android guys, <coughs> and uh, I don't have Apple apps, but if I needed to use something that was designed uh, the to to be on my system, well, the more likely that it's going to be a web application. I'll be able to deal with that, and I can log in and sync it across my multiple accounts. I'll be able to get the same data right from my computer that I have on my phone. One advantage. Anybody ever use Google Keep? Yes, actually. Hmm. Now I saw Jeremy O'Neill teaching hmm. on that at one point, so I tried that out for a while, too. I, it didn't stick for me because it was just another screen that I had to track lists on. Me
0: either. I, I used it. I used it for a while. I used it for a month, and then I, I went back to my, my, the other way that I was, I was uh, trying to manage tasks and concepts and ideas. Yeah. Uh, but again...
3: It's better than sticky notes.
0: You, yeah, I, oh I, I think it's way better than sticky notes. But again, uh it, it's another app to consider and it's out there. And uh, anyone ever use Evernote? I have. Okay. And I've used it. You used it for? Uh
4: just reminders, uh, uh just like you know, writing down John down notes and stuff like that, you know, just keeping track of some things. But I don't use it a lot, but I have used it. I haven't used it in a while, to be honest with you.
0: Now that's one that I pay for, guys. And Evernote to me, uh, literally, is one of the foundational bricks of of my business. And uh, it's you know I find anything that I want to keep, and I and it's it's Evernote is a really cool piece of software. I would seriously take a look at it. And finally, from my perspective, before I give each of you your last word, uh, some shop owners that are multi shop owners, for example, Craig, use Slack. And yeah. Slack is a very interesting piece of software that, uh, if, if you will, you're, you're, you're not texting, you're not emailing, but you're living in the world in the house of Slack. And the entire organization or group has a chance to be in different channels of discussion. You can share uploads and downloads. And it, it's a pretty powerful, if you will, community that you can build with your team. And, uh, and I even yeah. think on the paid version of Slack, you can do video conferencing.
3: Yeah, I believe that's possible. I, I may be mistaken on this, but I think my brother Sean is using that with his guys at Mobile Auto Solutions, too. They got guys all over the place. I could be wrong on that, but I think they're using Slack.
0: Hey, thanks so much for being here. Kind of a light type of topic here for the Memorial 2019. You know, Friday as we head into it, uh, you guys all took off work today, am I right? To have a really super long weekend. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, still working.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for being here, Ryan Klo. Any any final words? Any any?
1: A couple apps I would just that are probably worth mentioning. Uh, I have an iPhone, by the way. I don't know if they're available on Android. One is called Burner. It gives you, you pay for credits to use an extra phone number and then the phone burns. I'm sure you could do a lot of illegal stuff with it, but I found it really helpful with recruiting if I need to put an ad on Craigslist and I want to have a number that's not not my own. Uh, That's been a really invaluable app to me of like that. Uh, I'm kind of a health guy and I think as shop owners, you know, paying attention to our health is critical. I use the You know, the Apple Health app. There's also a really cool app called Foodicate. It scans barcodes. So if you're in next time you're grocery shopping and you see three cans of soup and you scan it with the barcode and you're like, oh, actually, that one's got twice the sodium of the other one. Let me give this other one a try. I found that as a way to kind of keep me a little bit healthier. And my, my last app that I could not not mention because I truly love it so much is Dropbox. I think we probably don't have enough time to get into cloud storage, but oh, uh, you know, yeah. Google Docs is great. You know, you can do docs and spreadsheets, but sometimes I just need all kinds of different files and I want them actually on my machine. So it, you know, it plays nice with all kinds of files. I can organize it however I want. I can see it on my phone. It's always backed up. Uh, one of my favorites out there. So, uh yeah, those are, those are probably, I uh, think we test on all the apps that uh, make a big difference for me.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. Appreciate your contribution. Anyone, anybody here use Drive, Google Drive? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Drive is a big part of my business, too. So I, I have to share it with the, the people that I work with. Um, someone just mentioned here in the Zoom webinar chat, the new Google Tasks is great. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, of course, I'll have to check that out. Uh, Edwin, I'll give you your last word. Any, any final comments?
4: Basically, uh, all the apps that we talked about uh, sound really interesting. Um, I definitely use uh, Facebook as my uh, main app. Uh, another app that comes to my mind is an app called Square. And being out in the field and being mobile, Square allows you to uh, accept credit cards and uh, processes them for you at a very, very nominal fee. Um, It's it's very uh, easy to use, and uh, you just run it off your smartphone. But uh, that's you know that's that's what that always helps me when I was out in the field.
3: Thanks for being here, man, Craig. So here is the thing. Thanks, Carm. And uh, with with apps, um, like anything, whether it's a web app, a native app, or anything else, you do need to learn its in and outs. It isn't always going to be this thing that's going to just take something and do it for you. There is going to be some inputs that you are going to have to take. Please take the time. To train it and learn how to use it. That is my role uh, with Auto Text. My job is to make sure people are successful with software. That doesn't exist on a lot of apps out there. Everyone's supposed to pick it up and learn it on their own. It's very hard to find out the right answers to do that, but if you're gonna make an app work for you, you do need to invest a little bit of time into learning the in and outs. It isn't going to just jump out at you and just all of a sudden become a like a new tool off of the tool truck right it's
0: uh there's no craig o'neill gonna show you how it works right <laughs>
3: yeah you don't not everybody has that
0: no. <laughs> no. and there's no instructions and there's it's amazing we we jump into this stuff and you know okay it's for free what do you want you you try to figure it out you try to learn it and and even once you get part way through and you buy the pay for version there's very limited support, very limited help. And, you know, you, you need to go out into the Internet to see what other people have done to, to learn how, to, how the apps work.
3: Yeah, but don't get frustrated when you try anything that you're trying. It, stick with it and learn it. Stick with it and learn it. It'll help you out. There are better versions of yourself, and, and that's the whole point behind the development of applications to help you get there.
0: Well, so enjoy this, guys. Uh, have a great long weekend. Ryan Clow, Edwin Hazard, Craig O'Neill, appreciate your time. Hopefully we've changed some lives out there from this episode.
3: Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time...